Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. What's up, everybody? And welcome to What's in Your Glass. I'm your host, as you know, Carmelo Anthony. Before we get going, though, let's first welcome today's guest. You all know her as, as not only a Grammy-nominated musician, but also an Academy Award-nominated and Golden Globe-winning actress for her portrayal of Billie Holiday in the United States versus Billie Holiday. Please welcome to the show the multi-talented Andra Day. I want to make sure I get that right. <laughs> Did I get that right? Uh, I mean, I hate that we're... Andra. Hey, there you go. <laughs> Andra, Andra, you know what? Answer, Please it. welcome to the show the multi-talented Andra Day. <laughs> it hurt me to correct you. I felt so bad. I was like, he was in it. Don't correct me. I was, I was going to get it right. I was walking around the whole day like, damn, it's, I, I got to say Andra. I got to say Andra. I got to say Andra. You know, somebody told me I should change it to Andra anyway because they were like, it sounds expensive. I was like, okay, I'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. You don't listen. You don't, you don't got to do that. Man. Your, your name is your name. That's that's what it is. That's so, true. Um, you know how how you doing? First of all, I'm good. I'm good. You know, I, I think I think this is really kind of like the very last thing in, in everything that we sort of were doing for the movie and all that stuff. So I'm good. I, I'm I'm actually finally taking a real break. Uh, next week, actually, I have a festival, a jazz festival this week, and then in August, I'm like taking August off just to detox the rest of it and just to like, you know, recalibrate, you know what I'm saying? I, I don't think I've ever taken like a month off before, which sounds crazy. So yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I'm blessed. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm, I'm working. Good. I'm, I'm working, just staying busy. Again, it's hard to kind of take some time off right now Yeah. when you got to catch up on a lot of different things, yeah. a lot of work, yeah, a lot of business. So, you know, I, I try to, I try to take some time to myself where I can kind of refocus and recenter myself. Yeah, and yeah we, we take it from there. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. But mm-hmm. let's 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 get into it though. Okay. Before we start talking about anything else, I, I gotta let the people know that that we are uh, still celebrating Andrew Day Month. Oh uh, yeah. <laughs> right. So we 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 cele- we celebrate Andrew That's Day Month. That's good. He actually did his research. You solid. You solid for that. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I like that. <laughs> I know. I, I know I know you really don't I know you really don't drink, but because you, you know, we're still celebrating the Andrew Day month. Mm-hmm. It's not a day, it's a month. Like yeah. no, nobody gets that. You know, so that that's impressive. So I just want to say, you know, cheers uh, from me you. to you. You're not supposed you know, to cheers even you with water. Drink. I heard you're not supposed to cheers with water. This lady next Listen, to I'm, well, I'm gonna raise I'm gonna I'm gonna raise my glass. Okay, all right, to you. good. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'll I'm gonna raise my to glass you. to you. I'll tip my star to you. <laughs> I, indeed, indeed. I like that. On a more serious <laughs> note, you you I've done my research and saw that you grew up in uh Southwest San Diego. Mm-hmm. Uh you attended the San Diego School of Creative and Performing Arts. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and it's clear you were a big part of, of, of that community. Yeah, yeah. So er- earlier this earlier this month, you, you were even awarded, I, I guess, a key to the city, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard to get that, <laughs> a key to the city, to any city. <laughs> what, what did that mean to you? How much did that mean to you and what did it mean to you? Uh, I think, I mean, it meant the world to me. You know what I'm saying? Like my city, Southeast San Diego is, is where I'm from. But I mean, San Diego, you know what I mean? In general, that's my home. And, and I think um, it means a lot to me, especially being a girl, not just from San Diego, but like from my hood, you know what I'm saying? From Southeast San Diego, because that area of San Diego does not get, I don't even want to say a lot of shine, it gets no shine. You know what I mean? There, there's some really dope rappers like, you know, coming out, friends of mine, Marty McFly, you know, Ryan Anthony. But, like, it doesn't get any shine. It doesn't get any look. It's the predominantly Black and Latino and, like, Filipino, you know, area of San Diego. And so a lot of people I grew up around never even went to the beach. You know what I'm saying? I never even, you know. And so I think for it to be recognized is amazing, but to be from that part of the city and to be recognized is incredible. But we also have an amazing new mayor that is like so hyper-focused on, you know, minority communities and really elevating everybody. And that's a, that's a new thing, honestly, for San Diego. So it, it means the world. Those are my people. That's my family. Like there's so much I want to see for my city. So, you know. All right. So let's, you know, big shout out to Southeast San yeah, Diego for yes, sure. Definitely. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, we, we try to shine a light on all the, all the communities that, Get little shine yeah. or no shine, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. So th- those are the communities that we really gotta lock into mm-hmm. and pay attention to, and 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 and, and give them hope and light. Yeah. So shout out, shout out to Southeast San yes. Diego for you. Much appreciated. Before you committed to to music, uh, I would say full time, mm-hmm. right? You you had your fair share of, of jobs, and whether, <laughs> whether it was at. Whether you know, yeah, the the you know, I, I did my research, Andrew. I did my yeah, research. Yeah, no, I'm glad you, you know, did actually. Hella jobs, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you was, you know, whether it was the 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 Point Loma paper route, you know, I know you was doing that. You know, I know the 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 America's Specialty Health. Oh my you god! Know, wow, uh, I love how deep you went. Okay, I like this. Let's keep going. <laughs> and, and you know, and I, you know, I'm sure you had. Plenty more. I and, did. And from what I could tell you, you have an incredible an incredible work ethic as, as I can see from afar. So mm-hmm. kind of looking back at those at, at those experiences and, and how they shaped you and kind of just how it allowed you to continue to balance all of your different, you know, creative pursuits and just in the industry today. Mm-hmm. My father always told me, if you don't have something going, you have nothing coming. You know what I mean? So even though Indeed. it's like I had all of these jobs, I mean, I had like 25 jobs. I had so many jobs. But I think I always Hold up, did. Tw- tw- 25 jobs? Bro, let me tell you something. I was like, I thought they were supposed to look at your employment history. Like, I thought they were supposed to be like, oh, you done had like, you know, three, four, five jobs. Like, what's going on, sis? Let me tell you something. By the time I got to job like 13, I was like, y'all ain't looking at shit. <laughs> I was like, what? So I said, you know, but it was just like, I don't know, you know. It's just a need, you know what I'm saying? I think the thing that it built the most is just like, um, just a drive, a thick skin, a drive, a need. Like there's no job too low. There's no job too small. There's no whatever. Like I used to clean like, next mine, we used to clean like these old like apartments, like in like the hood, you know what I'm saying? Like where people would be moving out of the apartment after they lived there for years and years and it would be all kind of crazy shit in there. Like, we had that, like you said, paper out, you know, passing out flyers to account manager, to executive assistant. Like, you know, it just, it was nothing's too big, nothing's too small. Like, and it's all kind of in service of the dream. I never really lost sight of the fact that that's what I wanted to do for my life. 
And unfortunately, some employers also could see that that's what I really wanted to do with my life. <laughs> so, but, you know, I don't know. It's a blessing. If, you know, honestly, it makes for funny stories now. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, that's good. I mean, it's, it's the, 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 the grind of it, right? Yeah. And, and the journey of that to where you are today, it, it, makes, it makes that story, like you said, you can laugh at it now, but it also, you know, keep in the back of your head that, that's where I'm from. That's yeah. who I am. And I'm never going to change that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No matter no matter how big I get, I'm never going to change or forget yeah. where I'm from. And I think I think it equips you too. like, you know, God forbid. But like, you know, if all of this went away or if something went away or what, you're not lost. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that's where I come from. That's where I'm cut from. So you just know how to hustle and to get it again or to make it happen again. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. You are who you are. Yeah. You are. We are who we are. Yeah, exactly. You know, we, we could like it or love it yeah, at, that's at, right. at the end of the day. <laughs> I, I also heard about, again, I was doing a lot of research trying to figure out some some questions to ask you <laughs> for just a you know, conversation between us. But I, I heard about the night in 2010 when Stevie Wonder first called you. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. <laughs> like, I, I, I hear that story and it, 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 it makes me think of, of kind of getting like, my big call on when I got drafted. Right, right? of course. So, it's, you know, you you get those calls and you just sitting in the moment. Now, did the caller ID say Stevie Wonder? What, like, how did that go down? Like, it was like somebody hit you like, yo, Stevie looking for you? Or, yeah. like, how did that go down? It basically, like, the manager, producer I was working with at the time, God bless him, we're not going to talk no more about that. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but, no, actually, I did so. Basically, here's the, the kind of long short of it is I did like a performance in a little strip mall in Malibu. I had like whipped up to LA, you know, and, um, or got some change to come up to LA and, and then do this little performance in this little strip mall. And the person I was working with at the time just recorded it, you know, it was just in front of a store with a little microphone. And, um, he happened to find himself in a pastry shop with Kai Miller Morris, who was Stevie's wife at the time, who's still just an amazing woman. Um, and she actually liked the sound of my voice. She played it for Stevie and he liked my voice as well. And so, um, then they orchestrated a call. It's just so crazy to me that it's like you grind and you grind and you hustle all this time and then it could just be some random shit like that. That's like, oh, you know what I mean? That's the pop out, you know? So I was like, okay. And so they arranged a call and I'm, I mean, I'm telling you, like I was in, I always say this cause I want people to really understand the picture. Like, but like, it was a tiny apartment, like a tiny, it was a one bedroom, but it was really like a studio that they was just getting away with with my mom sleeping on a futon behind 7-Eleven, you know, right next to a dumpster. Like, and then all of a sudden I'm on the phone with one of the biggest names in the world. You know what I'm saying? And it was so crazy. He talks about how he loved my voice and music. Um, it didn't end up working out at the time uh, because the person I was working with was not honest with me about the communication. Um, but they actually ended up holding on to my information and reached out like a year later and then ultimately introduced me to the producer that did my first record. So it was a whole, a whole thing. You know what I mean? <laughs> so when you put that in perspective, you, you mentioned how you was like, how you, you're living, your living status at that point in time. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and things that you were doing and the one, you know, the one bedroom studio apartment with your mom and behind 7-Eleven and to get that call, right. Does that creative process, how, like, how was that? that creative process with, with Stevie, like, did that, how did that blossom? I know it blossomed, but how did that blossom since that night? 
Uh, I think more so than it, it was just like listening to records, you know what I'm saying? Listening to records and listening for sound, but more so he actually just introduced, there was a producer that he had that he loved that he really wanted me to work with, you know what I mean? And he was just like, so he was kind of more the liaison, you know, he sort of was like, like the godfather of it all. He just kind of put it together. It was like, I feel like you would be magical with this producer. And so, um, and he played like harmonica, you know what I'm saying? On the record on, um, all the time. On City Burns, yeah, it was wild. <laughs> it was so wild. And it was like literally the most perfect harmonica solo ever. Of course it was, because it was Stevie. But like, yeah, so he introduced me to Adrian Gervitz. That was the producer to my first record. So he was more like, um, yeah, he orchestrated. It was like the godfather, you know what I'm saying? Which is why I look at him as like, or them two as sort of like my godparents in the business, you know? Did he play the harmonica on the phone for you? Or? Nah. <laughs> Oh, I'm like, no, I'm like, hold up, Steve, you played the harmonica <laughs> no, for no. the phone. Hold up. No, it was, it was, it was it, when we were working on the record, I have a song called City Burns and it's Stevie's harmonica solo on it. But like, no, on the phone, we were just talking about, he was like asking me what my sign was, you know what I'm saying? And we were talking about, he had a song that he wanted to write in particular, but I'm not going to say the name just in case he still want to do it or something right, like of that. Course. But like, he was just talking about music, you know, asked me why, because all my songs at the time were like two minutes, you know, and it was multiple reasons. Some of them were demos, but I also, some of the really old jazz records are just a short little blurb and you get everything you need in that. And I like that. And so he picked up on that, you know, it was just, it was cool. Like we were just really connecting on some music shit, like throughout the decades. It was really amazing. Well, listen, Stevie could play the harmonica anytime he called me. Stevie, play that shit on. Right, you don't even have to talk to me. You don't even have to talk to me. Just play. I'll just, okay, I believe you. That's it. That's Listen, that's it. Stevie, call me, man. Please, I want to hear the harmonica for sure. Let's get that set up. (laughs) Absolutely. Let's jump into acting, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And and I, I just had I just had Shaka King on the show. Oh, right? oh my god, and, and amazing! Big shout out to Shaka. I would love to work and with And we him. we kind of discussed like the you know the the challenges that come with balancing, um, I would say history and just dramatic license. At the end of the day, yeah. like what what was it like for you to prepare for that role of, of Billie Holiday, mm-hmm. someone who's like who's had a great impact on your life? Mm-hmm. And just to give you a backdrop with me. I grew up in Baltimore, so we oh, had the okay. Billy Holiday statue, yeah, statue right on, mm-hmm. right on, right on Pennsylvania Avenue, yeah. right on, right in my neighborhood. So, for years and forever, I used to see that statue and just we used to hang by the statue and all of that. But I never really, you know, I really, I never really did the the knowledge on who Billy Holiday was. Right. I, I I know the song, I get the song, mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. But I never understood why is Billy in the middle of the hood in Bal- in West Baltimore. Right. So. <laughs> What, what what was what like what what was it like for you to prepare for that role you know uh, Billy Holiday you know it's a lot of a lot of prayer went into it that's a huge part of just you know me and who I am so and um and a lot of it was all consuming honestly you know what I mean and I don't think there was a way her life she was such a force she consumed people and wherever she went she was just she had this incredible magnetism so you kind of have to be that, you know what I'm saying? Like you have to figure out how to be that. You can't just be like, I, I can't act like I have magnetism. You know what I mean? Like I, you just kind of have to live it and develop it. So it was amazing. I mean, Lee actually, when him and I first met, first of all, it turned out to be amazing. When it first came through, I was like, I don't want to do this shit because I was scared. <laughs> but, um, but Lee actually, when we first met, um, we just connected, you know what I mean? I love Billie Holiday and I happen to know 
her story because I'm such a huge fan of hers. I know how her voice was silenced. It's miraculous that there's even a statue of her in Baltimore. That's the city. That's the people that did that. You know what I mean? But she was such a fighter. Like, you know, things with the civil rights movement, the reinvigorated civil rights movement would not have looked the way they looked without her being the juice, her and Emmett Till being the juice for the new movement. So um, I loved her and I wanted the story told correctly. And then Lee had a chip on his shoulder because he fancies himself somebody who is um, aware, who's privy, you know, to black history, to our stories. And so the fact that he didn't know this about her, about how the feds went out to her, how the first war on drugs really started to take her down um, and to take down black influence and leadership. Uh, he was, you, there's a chip, you know what I'm saying? So he wanted to tell the story, right? And he introduced me to Tasha Smith, who was my acting coach, to Tom Jones, who was my dialect coach. And I just, you know, I had read Lady Sings the Blues and a lot of shit already, but I just went, reread stuff, got new stuff every photo, every video, listening to her more and more of her music and, and um, absorbing her voice, not taking care of my own body and self, because that's <laughs> kind of how it would be. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it was an all-consuming, it was a spiritual process. That, I, I know that, you know. So, I mean, I, I could imagine what that's like. What, you know, I can only imagine what's that like of you First of all, taking that role and then having to commit to it 110%, mm-hmm. right? Like you you had to change everything. You had to dive into basically being hurt. Yeah, my hair like, just started what, growing I, back. Like, I'm a spiritual person. So how was that? What was that energy like? Did you did you feel like after a while, like I am hurt? Like I am Billie Holiday after a while. Like, <laughs> did you feel that? Or was it did it what did it come second nature to you? Mm, no. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Maybe parts of it did. I don't really know. My only like barometer was like if Lee was happy or my castmates would be like, yo, you're killing this shit right now, you know. But I I so know we had to put in a lot of work and a lot of time. But I think eventually once my family started to be uncomfortable with me and then comfortable with fact that I was Billy or like people I worked with or if I'd go in a store or something like that and I'd be talking like her or I would be talking like her and I wouldn't realize mm. and then like someone like sorry my my creative director she said when she'd be like oh that's Billy and I wouldn't realize that she was there <laughs> and I says all right you know hopefully we can come out of this shit you know what I mean <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah I think it was um it was a lot you know getting the voice right, right? I started smoking cigarettes. I started drinking alcohol. Obviously, you know, I don't drink. I started cussing. I don't typically cuss, but that shit hasn't gone away yet. <laughs> but um, You kept that. You kept that with yeah, you. Yeah, I did. Sometimes, you know, you got to get into some shit, so. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so, and then I lost, you know, almost 40 pounds. I cut off all my hair, which has just started to grow back, so that's cool. Um, you know, it was, we died. It was just, it was a different world. I was a different person. My motivations were different. You know what I'm saying? My, um, my need was different. It was more desperation, a little more loose, you know, less apologetic, you know, it's, it's a different person, you know? Well, I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a, you know, congratulations to you too, again, Thanks. because you, you're actually now a part of a larger societal movement mm. at, at the end of the day, mm. right? And I, I mean, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. Like before you took that role on, maybe you weren't, maybe you wasn't um, 
that much into the societal movement mm. or, or big to everybody else in, in, in that sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now people, people, when people see you, you are Billie Holiday. Yeah, it's right? crazy. <laughs> is, 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 that, is, that, is that scary to you? Like, you are Billie Holiday when people see you. Forever, forever. Yeah. If you, whether you want it or not, you are Billie Holiday. Right, yeah, exactly. Especially when I be trying to get out of stuff in my head, you know, but is right. it scary? That's a good question. I haven't been asked that before out of this whole run. That's good. See, look at you on shit. Um, but, uh, <laughs> Um, is it scary? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think that, I think that to me, especially when it comes to black women, so many black women have told me, you know, I felt seen by that story. You know what I'm saying? I felt seen. And that's what Lee set out to do. You know what I mean? Ultimately was to make a black woman's story be seen and in that make black women be seen and people be seen. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause that's how Billy was. Right. No, it's not scary. I love this woman so much and I've loved her since I was 11 years old. The scary part, I guess, could seem like if there's parts that I can't shed or something like that. But I think I come to accept that God used this role to usher me into this new season of my life. So there's parts of her that are me, you know what I'm saying, now and that, and that's that's okay. That's a part of who I am in this new season in life. And so yeah, nah, it's not scary. Maybe it was at one point, but it's not for sure. I'm just glad her story was told. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Right? And, and 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 the way that it was told, mm-hmm. I, I can take my hat off to Lee. Big shout out to Lee Daniels yeah. for that, for just having that vision, for telling that story the way that he told that story. Because anybody could have did a Billie Holiday story, but to do it in that sense, yeah. and, and her versus the United States, like that's that's something different. It, that's, that's major. It's hella brave of him too to show the colors of her as well. Cause I, you know, I was telling people, I said it's interesting because I didn't know that there was like, I, listen, I always say I've been in the movie business for 10 minutes. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know nothing about nothing, you know, but so I didn't know that people's opinion, they get sensitive about things that he did. I didn't know none of that. All I knew was that he told black stories and he told them authentically. You know what I mean? Right. And I think I have this. I don't think aversion is the right. I have a. I don't, I think of the right word. I don't know what it is. But, <laughs> It'll come to you. Right, exactly. Which sucks on a podcast because all you have is words. <laughs> <laughs> you can always come back. You can always come back I'm on a the podcast. Back. It's probably like the weirdest moment. But like, you know, I, I have a, I know that I understand people kind of have this whole like black pain porn or this whole whatever. You know what I'm saying? I understand where that comes from, not wanting to see that anymore. But I, I think we need right. both though. You know what I mean? Because the truth of the matter is, if white folks, and I'm not really going to parse words, and if the, the overarching culture, right, in America, historically, has worked so hard to suppress these stories and to not tell the truth and to not tell the details and to not, then we we might want to take top, pop the lid off. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a reason they've tried to suppress these things. Also, she did have a rough life. She grew up in a brothel. She was a prostitute as a child. She was raped. She was this is a part of who she is and what made her function and think the way she did with the drugs. Like this idea that you could tell her story without that, that's what they used to take her down. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like for him to tell it, I don't like this idea that we as a people can't tell our stories in its entirety or as a whole, because, well, it might make us look at my, I look at, listen, we don't see 8 million white stories. I don't see white divorce 50,000 million, 11 times told a million times over. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. so I was like, no, nah, I don't think that's it. I want to see all of our stories told in all of the facets and the layers and all that stuff. So it was brave of him to do that. Cause you know, I, it could be difficult. You know what I'm saying? 
Well, people don't like, I don't, I, I think people don't like the truth when it's there. Like, yes, you know, not. people want to, people want to kind of put the truth in the lid and they keep it there and don't want to revisit history yeah. and things like that. But I think now is the, is the time where, you know, you, you're going to see that lid, but the lid is off. Yeah. Yeah, right? definitely. <laughs> and, you know, the, the black community, we, we are, we are very unapologetic right now. Mm-hmm. Um, on 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 who we are as individuals, yeah. on stories that we that we tell, music that we listen to, mm-hmm. it's like to each his own right now, yeah. you know. Yeah. And, but but everybody seems like they have each other back to some sense yeah. because for so long we just been we we we've been in the barrel, yeah. like we we've been we've been we've been covered, we've been the lid been on us for so long. So now that we have that lid off, you're going to see a lot more I, other shit out I there that's, so. that's, and, <laughs> that's coming. And, and honestly, Crazy, but so. crazier shit too. Yeah, exactly. And I hope so. And that's why like, we need both sides. Like I want new innovation, seeing us in places, inventing in places we haven't been inventing stuff. And I also want to know the truth about history. Like, you know, you seen the internet went crazy last year when they were like, oh my God, Beethoven was African. And I'm like, yeah, we like, <laughs> we need to be aware of our influence. We need to be aware that we did rule the world. We need to be aware that we were here first you know what I'm saying the Olmec people like had African kings and rulers and people that they regarded as gods like we there's so much of this like that I'm like yeah you know what I'm saying like or periods that we didn't know about stories we didn't know about all this we were never supposed to know so to me I'm like like I said it's we got 50 11 million stories of white divorce like I just we need to catch you know what I mean I want all of our stories in there too so you know, I think we need the black Beethoven story now. Dead ass. What, I'm serious about we, that. All right. Let's work it out. That's serious. <laughs> we need we need the black it's, Beethoven it's, story. It's crazy. For sure. They used to put white men like, you know, if he wasn't playing, they put put a white man in his steed, stead or steed. How do you say that word properly? Tomato tomorrow. Right, exactly. Andra Andra. <laughs> <laughs> but um or or if he had to play, they put white powder on his face, try to slick his hair, do all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? But so it's 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 interesting. We don't know all this stuff. We need to know all this stuff, you know. Let's switch gears a, a, a bit. Mm-hmm. Of course, you we go music and acting. Mm-hmm. Let's, of course, you gain some you know lots of notoriety. Kind of, kind of following, you know, the the your global globe winning performance, which was actually incredible. I, I, I can say that personally. Thank you it was so incredible. much. So shouts out to that. But let's not let's not sleep on the fact that you were nominated for a Grammy in, in sixteen, yeah. two thousand sixteen. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so you have this other incredible talent. And then I as guess well. I just decided to never come back. <laughs> Right, Everybody absolutely. Like, so you, that, you know, that's you got another job on on the on the side for too. For real, so. I gotta release some music, bro. Like, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we 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 need it. We we we, we need that. It. We need that. We need that energy for sure. But between between acting and music, right? Like, do you like? How do you gravitate towards one or the other, or do you gravitate towards one or the other? I. Oh, you just the act. You just the actress now. You just the. No, 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 no. You know, I mean, I still okay, obviously right. I do music. You know what it is? Okay, I wish I could just answer this directly instead of being an annoying esoteric like artist. It's annoying. But I need, I need, <laughs> I need you to answer. I need you to answer directly. Okay, all right, directly. I I feel like music is that's always going to be my love. You know what I'm saying? Music is always my first love. You know, and and that's how I came to love Billie Holiday. Right? You know what I'm saying? So that's going to always be the thing. But on top of that, I'm also an artist, you know what I mean? And just a person. So there's 
you know, we're multifaceted as people, right? So sometimes, I think sometimes we get stuck in this box, okay, music is what you do. But like, for instance, right now, I'm very passionate about writing. You know what I'm saying? There's a couple stories that I, I just got the rights to. Uh, one story I just got the rights to. A couple stories that I'm writing and developing right now. And I'm really, really passionate about that. You know what I'm saying? Like more almost than anything else. So I think it's like just this need to not really fit into a box. You know, it doesn't mean it's not, it's still not a part of me or I'm not going to do it. It just means that this season is for this right now. You know what I'm saying? It's like different flavors, different seasons, different things. But, but yeah, music is always going to be my first love. I'm a, I'm a singer. I'm a musician. I'm a, you know, that's what I do. And we are releasing the record actually. Yeah, definitely. So. Oh, okay. So you want to, you, you want to throw that in there too. Nobody huh? believes you me are release, Nobody believes you me. You are releasing the record. <laughs> You are, are. you are releasing are. it. I am going to throw it in now. I mean, the next single is with me and Wale, so I'm excited. <laughs> okay, I, I, I like that. Yeah. And that, that hasn't been released yet. No, nah, not yet. But your other single has been released, Phone Dies. Yes, Phone Dies. Recently. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, you you just hit my next question. I was going to ask you, what's the, what's, you know, do you have any further plans for new music? And you said your next single is with... Wale. Wale, yeah, I'm excited about that. Yes, no, we do have an album coming soon. I'm not even gonna drop the date because I had to change it so many times. <laughs> please <laughs> now, don't, please listen, don't drop the date. Don't now, drop the date because they're gonna be on you. And and now nobody's fucking with me no more. They're like, sis, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. when is it? We heard June. Nah. We heard April. We heard June. But no, just know <laughs> that the truth, the the solid thing is that the next single has Wale on it, and we did do Phone Dies. That's on the album as well too. I love that song so much, and I just love AP. You know. Um, uh, or Anderson Pack, sorry. Uh, yeah, so it's, it's it's crazy. I was just playing. It's crazy you said that because I was just playing Anderson before I got on. Oh, did you for real? Okay, wait. Which what song was you playing? You remember? I was playing the whole Malibu album. Oh yeah, that's just solid. Everything's solid. <laughs> so I had to. I, I didn't even know. I was just playing the. You know, I had to, yeah. my, the energy was matching. Yeah, exactly. You know what I'm saying? I knew exactly. he was coming right. on, so I had to match. The, I had to match the energy. That's good. That's right. That's perfect. Um, yeah, so that's, so yes, next single has Wale on it. We are releasing new music, um, before the summer is over. I'll say that. (laughs) So what's up next for you? You know, whether it's upcoming projects, important initiatives that you're working on, social work, et cetera. What's, what's next? Um, I think there's, well, like I said, we, we do have to, like, we're finishing the album and getting that out. So I'm excited about that. Cause I, like I said, that gets me back to kind of my first love, you know? Um, and, uh, I actually have a feature on there from an artist from San Diego too, named Ryan Anthony doing another song with a friend of mine, Marty McFly, who's also Marty McFly, who's also from Southeast San Diego. Um, so that's a big thing for me as well, too, is actually going, to San Diego and grabbing a bunch of artists that I really, really love to like give them a platform, not like a label deal shit, just to like give them shine and give them light and, you know, invest in what it is they doing. And uh, also writing. So I just got the rights to a story I'm so excited about. So I've started like <laughs> screenwriting, I guess. <laughs> I be feeling so crazy. Like, I feel like I shouldn't say that, but I'm going to actually get with an amazing screenwriter. I'm just dumping and getting all my ideas out right now, doing the research, um, working with the, with the woman's story. Um, and then there's a few movie projects. Lee and I are doing another thing, um, at the fourth quarter at the end of this year. Um, and, uh, yeah, so I don't know a lot. There's a lot in movies, a lot in, in, um, 
in music and then also just in my community. There's some things that we're working on with the new mayor and with the councilwoman down there. So, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's exciting, but I'm a slow burn. So you're busy. Andrea is busy, <laughs> everybody. So don't ask... Don't ask for no dates or the music. Just just be on the lookout. But just knowing. When she say it's dropping, it's dropping. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm probably just going to pop up on social media one day and be like, there the album go. <laughs> listen, they, listen, they, you, you're not the only one. Everybody else out there doing it. I know, so it's true. That's the way to go. <laughs> that's true. That's the way to go. Appreciate But let's, you know, I, I, I don't want to keep you too much longer, so we're we going to close the episode, but... Uh, I, again, I know you don't drink, but I'm going to bring it back to why we're actually here. Okay. You know, we're going to bring it back to what's in your glass. Okay. So I have a few quick fire questions for you to close this out. Okay. <laughs> uh, I typically, let me, let me just explain to you. I typically ask my guests about what's in their glass on some special occasions, and but it also applies to all types of food, beverages, okay. or how you celebrate, how you unwind. Okay. You get, you get the gist I of that. I get it. I get so it. So the people yeah. have to know, what's your go, what's your go-to food or beverage? When you are, let's say, unwinding on the unwinding on the beach for on vacation. Uh, my go-to, uh, oh, probably a virgin pina colada because they taste so good. <laughs> also, I just love straight up coconut water, coconut, coconut, everything. You gotta stay hydrated. Yeah, gotta stay hydrated. Gotta for keep sure. it healthy. You know, you an athlete, you know what it is. When you, <laughs> indeed, absolutely. It when when you're out to a nice restaurant, mm-hmm. what's your go-to? Now, it could be food, it could be beverage, it could be whatever. What's your go-to? Oh, my go-to. Okay, my go-to when I'm cutting up is pasta. I love pasta so, so, so much. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's it. Most of the time I'm cutting up, pasta. so pasta. Yeah, I love pasta. Copy. Mm-hmm. You're celebrating a win, a big win, or with, with a new project, a premiere, et cetera. How are you celebrating that? Mm, actually, my mama makes this yellow cake peach cobbler, and that's what I'm celebrating with. <laughs> Hold up, yellow, yellow, yellow cake peach cobbler. Yeah, she just started freaking something in the kitchen one day and was like, "Oh, I'm craving yellow cake. Oh, I'm craving peach cobbler." Put them hoes together. Bam, that shit was crack. I was like, "Oh my, wait, I should have said crack." Oops, I mean not crack. That's terrible. We no, listen, we <laughs> listen. We're supposed to in your glass, baby. So you. Say whatever you want to say. <laughs> that's so terrible. People are going to be like, eat. Uh, no, no, no. That's fine. I don't care. No, that shit was. It was amazing. So yellow cake peach cobbler is how I'm celebrating. Honestly, that's my go-to for anything, but she won't make it for me all the time. <laughs> I never, I never heard, I never heard, I never heard that one. I never heard of it either. It used to be my granddaddy peach cobbler, which is still good, but like my mama's yellow cake peach cobbler is... I'm going I'm to get you some someday, for sure, definitely. Mama Day, I need a slice. Or <laughs> yeah. I, need, I need a slice of that, Mama Day, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> nah, but now, nah, sis, man, I, I just want to say thank you so much, you. you know, for, for joining me. You know, and, and best of luck with everything you have going on right now. Thank you for the audience for tuning in this week. You know, please follow, rate, and review What's in Your Glass on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast set. You can also check out the video releases each week on YouTube. Sis, I appreciate yes, you. Likewise. It's always love. I support you 1,000%. Keep putting on for us. Keep doing your thing. Thank you. you know, sky's the limit. Thank you. At the end of the day. At all times. I appreciate you. Likewise. Bless. Thank you. God bless you. All right, baby. Peace. Peace.